0: You are seeing the president of the United States look at the
1: lines. Biden, 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 Biden. You join our movement. A lot of uh, President Trump supporters Greatest here. Greatest movement in the history of our country. Joe Biden
2: refuses, as the leader of the Democrat Party, to speak out and put an end to the lawlessness. He's ashamed
1: of our country. The VNA, uh, as I said earlier. was just a mess under the Obama-Biden administration.
3: How many police officers need to be assaulted in the streets of Portland by radical left mobs in order for Joe Biden to condemn this?
4: I don't understand how we have leaders who think that it's okay to tell us as parents that our kids can go and get an abortion without our consent, yet we have no right to keep them home from school. It's just, it's, it's completely hypocritical.
5: I can't believe that he's calling these folks He's for protesters.
4: I think Joe Biden
0: is totally on the wrong page on this, and he's completely out of step with where American women are when they talk about how to protect their families.
1: We are one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. We will make America great again. Welcome to Team Trump Online.
0: Wednesday just got better because the ladies are live discussing the hottest topics of the week with you tonight.
1: And we will make America great again.
2: everybody i'm laura trump and welcome to the right view with me as always is kimberly guilfoyle mercedes schlapp and katrina pearson please be sure to like and share this broadcast with all of your friends we want them to join us ladies great to be back with everybody again since we were last here we've had another bus tour on our big pink bus i was there with mercedes and katrina kim we missed you so you're on the next one we saved you a spot Don't worry, it's not the seat by the toilet. We're going to give that to to somebody else. I don't know who, but whatever dog I find to bring on the bus. Because I'll tell you my favorite part of the whole trip not lost on anybody that I'm a crazy dog lady. I talked about my dogs and their their new special toy last week. But this week, I'm going to talk about the fact that everywhere I go, and Katrina and Mercedes got to witness this. Katrina, you already knew this from the 2016. I can't help myself when there's a dog around. I know these people think I'm crazy because I go right to the dogs. There was a great police dog that we met who's a bomb-sniffing dog. Um, I dragged him into a photo with us. Begrudgingly, he was probably a little, like, fearful of me because I got a little (laughs) aggressive. But so much fun and obviously so great to be back out on the road. So really, really enjoyed it. And Mercy and Katrina obviously got to be with you. Um, How about you guys? Mercy, what did you think of that trip? That was just like you're missing a part, Laura, because what
0: happened was is that the dog would look at his handler going, who is this woman? <laughs> like, it's
2: like, daddy, please save me. And there's Laura, like, hugging oh. the dog. It was hysterical. The cops there were like, are we going to have to take this lady down because she's getting a little too hot with this
0: dog? <laughs> but we did get, get to visit one of the police departments, which yeah. was amazing in New Hampshire. And there was a moment that really touched me. It was uh, the the police, one of the police chiefs, talking to me about his son and how his son would be so nervous to get into to becoming part of the police department and and pursuing that career because of the demonization of our police officers and he almost was was he was almost crying and I just thought that was such a moving moment because it made you realize that these men and women who are on the front lines that are trying to protect our communities every day and and it really is about the community and their service to keeping us safe and the fact is is that you have this leftist mob taking over these cities like Portland and trying to be uh, these agitators and 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 destroying our cities that it, that it's it's heartbreaking and it's why you know at that moment I realized that this is why the president is so solid on being the president of law and order and how he stands for our police officers. And that's our job here in the campaign too, to ensure that's why we've got the endorsement of the National Association of Police Organizations. And it's why many of those police groups are not not going to the DNC convention because they do not support this anarchist,
3: socialist uh, platform of the Democrats.
2: That's right. (laughs) Katrina, what's happening with you?
3: Well, you know, we did have a great bus tour, but to top it all off, my week was even better uh, because as you all know, I was fortunate enough to be grounded at home here in Texas when the country came to the pandemic pause. That's what I call it now. Um, but I was grounded in an empty house because I started <laughs> renovating last year and got rid of everything. Oh, no. um, I just grew tired of coming home to all of my college furniture. Oh, so man. after these long trips and you know seeing all that furniture, I just got rid of all of it. Um, unfortunately, the pandemic pause... Uh, stopped deliveries so I've been an right. empty house for a while thank God for Amazon and my temporary couch uh, but now this week I received news that the stores are open and operational Yay! so I will have furniture being trickling into my house over the and next picture. couple of weeks oh, so I'm we're so all excited. for
2: a visit Katrina <laughs> perfect I hope you got so a bed excited. for all of us <laughs>
3: sounds
2: good Kimberly what's happening with you
6: Well, you know, I'm just super excited because we're now under the 100 day mark and I feel like we're hitting our stride. We've got a lot of momentum. Um, and for all the challenges really that this year we've all been experiencing with the campaign and as a country, I think we're, we're better. We're stronger. I know we've been more innovative. We have a bunch of fundraisers coming up, you know how much I love to raise money for the president. So 97 days in store, my team's working so hard. Um, got a bunch of events coming up too in the Hampton. So I'm, I'm excited. I I feel really energized and I'm proud of this president and the way he's been able to hang in there and push through and just show excellence. I think it's inspirational to all of us you know everybody at home has been dealing with challenges to see how strong he's been and uh i'm inspired by it and i I cannot wait you know we're gonna we're gonna deliver the victory to him on november 3rd
2: amen yes we are It, it is sort of shocking to think that we are less than 100 days but that is why this is so so important uh joe biden this week recently uh decided to crawl out of the basement and released his agenda for women Unsurprisingly, the plan is a socialist agenda because let's not forget that's who Biden is now. He's a socialist, folks, that would hurt women. Biden's agenda for women heavily emphasizes economic issues. We all know that this is an area Joe Biden cannot compete against President Trump. Kimberly, how will Biden's radical economic policies negatively affect women who own businesses?
6: Yeah, great, great point. An important question that people, I hope, are paying attention to. Because, first off, women have thrived thanks to President Trump's leadership, as you know, Laura. They were not just, like, finding great jobs. They were creating great jobs. Women entrepreneurs, new businesses, small business owners, fully, like, economically empowered and emancipated. And that is why it should be no surprise that the majority of the donations into this campaign come from women, women who are doing it all at work, at home, taking care of their families and making a buck or two. And we appreciate having a president so much, you know, who fights for us, fights for women. Now, Joe Biden uh, juxtaposed uh, his policies will decimate women-owned businesses and big businesses and small businesses. So whether you are a CEO of a large company or running a small business from your home, it is the business owners, the job creators who will be suffering the most under Biden and under his administration. And just imagine, right as we're starting to emerge from the pandemic pause, I'm paying attention, uh, Katrina. (laughs) Business (laughs) owners will be slammed with regulations, with taxes, with hurdles and hostility. It will be absolutely devastating, especially for women. That's why we have to stand up and make sure the women are educated. We get the message and the word out there that they understand that they will thrive under Trump and they will be crushed under Biden.
2: Yeah, and Joe Biden's agenda for women also promises an immediate return to the Obama-era policy, because we know how well those worked out for everybody, of funding abortion through taxpayer funds. That's right, folks. Mercy, why should the American taxpayer be responsible for the funding of the murder of the unborn children in this country?
0: Well, there's no question that for Joe Biden, he sold his soul to Planned Parenthood, the largest abortion provider. So his whole goal is to ensure that that we, we you know he flip-flopped remember he was supportive of the Hyde amendment at one time right. and then decided to 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 deny it to say i'm not he's opposing it now and so that would lead to taxpayer uh, funding for abortions we know americans don't stand for this in fact he has become so radical and extreme on this issue of abortion that, that he is supportive of late term abortions we yeah. know that the american people are just not there when it comes to this issue. And it's why President Trump has stood proudly to defend the unborn. I do wanna add one quick thing. So I don't know if you all remember the video of Julia. Do you remember the life of Julia back in 2012? Right, yeah. Where the government would coddle you from the moment you were born until the moment you grow grow old. And I gotta oh, yeah. say, when you look at these plans by Joe Biden, it's all about government control. It is not about empowerment of women which is something that president trump understands which is we empower women by giving them opportunity choices and ensuring that they're able to support their families and that is something that joe biden clearly doesn't understand well he's a sellout to the radical left that's who he is. yes
2: that's right exactly right. right absolutely and they're doing everything they can by the way to try and get people excited about joe biden because we know I mean, that's what turns out people to vote, right? But, it, I mean, he's about as, as exciting as, like, a, a wet dish rag. Like, nobody oh. <laughs> is excited about about Joe Biden. It's true. And you look at President Trump, how many people, I mean, they're literally painting on the side of their barns, Trump. They're, they're doing these boat parades on, spontaneously. We don't do those from the campaign. The people of this country, doing the enthusiasm for President Trump is so huge that on the left, they're like, How do we get people excited about Joe Biden? Good luck, folks. Even the women on the left are totally unenthused about Joe Biden and about voting for him. Bernie Sanders co-chair Nina Turner likened voting for Biden to, and I quote, eating a bowl of S. And I am not talking about sugar, folks. Okay? I mean, you can't make it up. I didn't say it she did did we just use the poop emoji does that yeah. work well, we'll that's what we that need there. darren put the poop emoji up that will work great so katrina you have to wonder how many bernie sanders women supporters feel the same way and maybe aren't planning to show up for biden in november
3: Yeah, Laura, you can always count on the Sanders supporters, like Trump supporters, to tell you what they're really thinking. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, I just remember so clearly back in 2016 during the primaries when I would poll the Uber drivers and the restaurant hostesses, and it was clear back then when you would say, well, who are you voting for? The answer was either Bernie or Trump. And for a while, you, you couldn't really quite reconcile where that logic was coming from, and it was shocking. But after a while, you know, they would elaborate and you would realize that people were just sick and tired of the failed two-party system. They were tired of being forced to be, you know, cogs stuck in a wheel. And they wanted someone to break down those barriers between the haves and the have-nots that have been institutionalized by politicians in our country. And granted, there were two very different mechanisms in doing that. uh, But the reality was, it was Bernie and Trump. So if you think of it that way, then I can't imagine anyone being excited about voting for a dinosaur, a guy that has literally been around for 50 years causing the problems that every single American is complaining about today, whether it's jobs in the economy, whether it's The way black people are treated in certain areas, Joe Biden is the guy that was there the entire time. So whether it's women or anyone else, um, I expect most people will be thinking about their future. And Joe Biden is just not something to get excited about unless you're thinking about being groped or sniffed. Other than that, women will definitely vote for President Trump.
2: (laughs) We're on fire today, people. Well, I'll tell you what. uh, I'm not into that. I don't think a lot of people are into that. Certainly not from Joe Biden. So I'm going to take a pass. I'm going to go vote for President Donald J. Trump. And everybody at home should do the same and make sure all your friends do it. All right, ladies, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Stay right with us at home. We'll be right back with you.
1: Joe Biden's failed old liberal ideas would crush our economy just as it's recovering. Higher taxes on families, crippling regulations, trade deals that ship jobs to China. President Trump led us to the strongest economy in history. He did it his way, not the Washington way. And he's doing it again. Renewing, restoring, rebuilding. 2.5 million new jobs, the biggest jobs increase ever. And he's just getting started. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message.
6: All right. Welcome back to the Right View. I'm Kimberly Guilford, national chair of Trump Victory Finance Committee. Joe Biden and Democrats are championing a cancel culture movement to fundamentally change our American way of life. And this radical movement ruins livelihoods, shames dissenters and demands total submission from those with opposing viewpoints. Then the last week, Barstool Sports founder Dave Portnoy interviewed President Trump at the White House and the left legit lost their minds. So let's watch a clip of the liberal lunatics, the ladies of The View, reacting to this interview.
4: Barstool sports reporters refused to sit down with HBO because they they were they feared uh, rape threats. Uh, he's been on video using the N-word, and so uh, it, it's not surprising to me that Trump would sit down with someone with that kind of reputation. I mean, people have called him a notorious racist, and then Dave Portnoy says that he's not going to be canceled. Uh, you know, he's just, he, he calls himself irreverent, but in fact, he, he traffics in racist and Uh, homophobic and misogynist language. And so, uh, you know, I I thought it said a lot that this president would sit with someone like that.
6: So Katrina, can you discuss the left's disgusting race baiting tactics towards President Trump and all of his supporters?
3: Yeah, you know, Kimberly, they, they use it because, honestly, that's really all they have. I mean, they don't have a candidate they can champion, particularly around race, because, I mean, think about it. If you really want to talk about who Joe Biden has been piling around with, we're talking about actual segregationists and KKK folks. So they don't want to talk about that. They don't have policies that actually help or uplift anyone, more or less, Black American. So they can't really talk about the policies. And what they see, and I've always said this, what they see in President Trump and his supporters is just a reflection of their failure. You know, people want to be a victim because they don't want to be held accountable for where they are in their lives. And you look at a Trump supporter, or Trump for that matter, and everyone is accountable to their own actions and responsible for their own Mm -hmm. lives. And guess what? They're actually happy in most cases about where they are. And that's why we fight so hard to preserve the country that we have, because only in this country can you see better and do better and become more because of it. And the left hates that.
6: They sure do, that's for sure.
3: And Kimberly, you saw a direct example of the cancel culture hitting very close to home when Twitter suspended Don Jr. Can you talk about that and how big tech really isn't hiding the fact that they're partnering with Democrats to tip the scale in the 2020 election?
6: Yeah, it was out of control. The volume was turned up at my house, if you get what I'm saying. He's not a happy camper. Laura, you know about that, right? Um, I don't know anything. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is true. These Silicon Valley partisan activists, I'm, I'm so done with them. They are actively trying to purge free thought. They have no respect for the First Amendment, freedom of expression, and they can win on the merits of an argument. They cannot win at the ballot box, that's the thing. So they will lie, they will cheat, they will steal until they get their preferred outcome. That's what we see with this. So they're trying to silence everybody. People who are active on Twitter, like Don Jr. spends 23, 24 hours a day, uh, but like, but no, maybe 20 hours, Instagram, three hours, uh, Twitter. But just a few months ago, a Twitter uh, spokesman came out and said they would not censor the misinformation of communist China but they're going to censor and suspend the president's son for sharing a video of doctors expressing an opinion. I mean, this is insane. I mean, it's really scary because the reality is that it's not just like Don Jr. being censored. We only hear about that story because of his public profile. But what about all the conservative activists who are being purged and their posts are being throttled and they are being shadow banned? Making these tech companies like hide your post without you ever even knowing it. And on your social media page, it looks normal, but they suppress your post so that other users do not see it. This is so serious. And if people, especially Republicans in Congress, do not wake up, we are going to be in a very, very tough position, and so that's why we try to amplify, you know, this issue. And I know, Mercy, you had it, and they talked about it at CPAC. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's out of control. But, uh, but besides that, too, you know, multimillionaire professional athletes are injecting anti-American sentiment into sports, and we're seeing this left, right, and center here by blatantly disrespecting our incredible great American flag, and except for a few brave Patriots who are still standing for the national anthem. Let's take a look at San Francisco Giants pitcher Sam Coonrod, who did not kneel with the rest of the team of his teammates before a game last week. When asked why he refused to kneel, Coonrod responded, I'm a Christian, so I just believe that I can't kneel before anything besides God. So Mercy, um, how refreshing was it to see an athlete actually stick to his convictions despite potential retaliation
0: from his peers and the media? You know, I am so inspired by him because I think that the silent majority agrees with him. I think at the end of the day, those people who go to church and pray for this country and pray for their families are the ones saying, I'm gonna kneel before God and I will stand for my flag. Because at the end of the day, what the flag stands for is opportunity for all. It is about what this great country can offer. And so it's so unfortunate to watch so many of these athletes that, you know, kids admire. I mean, my kids play sports. They admire some of these folks that are playing basketball or playing football. To see them decide to, in protest, uh, to kneel down during our national anthem, which we know that our flag has been defended by the men and women in our armed forces and that they have made a decision to, to basically protest our country. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand if you don't like the president, you wanna protest the president, that's fine, but, go, but really the American flag, which is the symbol of hope, opportunity, and freedom in America, actually so much freedom in America that you can protest. Because we right. go to nations and go to countries like Hong Kong, where they're taking down these freedom fighters left and right and throwing them into jail. And yet here in America, we can protest. So right. I got to tell you, for the one guy or the one gal that stands up in these sports arenas, we stand with you. Because you are standing for all Americans and for freedom and for a better life here in this country. Absolutely.
6: God bless them. So the cancel culture obviously has infected all aspects of our society. And a Michigan teacher and football coach was fired after simply tweeting that Donald Trump was president. You can't make this up. Take a look at the clip.
0: A social media post allegedly costing a popular Metro Detroit high school teacher and coach his job, the post, in support of
4: President Donald Trump.
1: Tonight, the coach and some of his supporters are speaking to Fox 2's Ingrid
5: Kelly. I had a lot of a lot of backlash um, from from people on Twitter, basically the tw- the Twitter mob. A Wall Lake School District teacher and coach
4: under fire gets fired after pushing out this tweet, which reads, "I'm done being silent. Real Donald Trump is our president."
5: I felt a lot of people are rooting against our president, and I was just. I felt that we should be rooting for him to succeed because if he succeeds, we all succeed.
4: But after that tweet went out, Justin Cassera would soon be called to meet with school
5: administrators. They also asked me about the retweet of President Trump's uh, tweet that said schools must open in the fall. And uh, I think that's where this all kind of stems from. I chose not to resign. They chose to fire me.
4: The district superintendent, Kenneth Gutman, pushed out this tweet one day after Kassira tweeted his. Wall Lake schools advocate for social justice, equity, diversity and inclusion for all. We believe in the importance of discourse, but we will not stand for speech or actions from those that represent our district
5: that seek to divide or demean our staff, students, citizens. We can have conversations and we can have uh, different opinions and we can talk about it, um, but I don't think anybody should be silenced, and, and, and I don't think this is uh, fireable. Fox 2 reached out to the school district, and we were told, quote, please know that
4: no disciplinary action was taken as a result of any support of President Trump, and we are unable to comment on specific staff discipline and personal matters. I feel really bad for him. I feel I hope he uh, is able to um, find a better job.
5: There's other stuff in that school that you know, some people should get in trouble for but this isn't that big
4: for now this teacher says he's not sure what's next he's not even sure if teaching is in his future
5: this might be hard to get back into teaching and, and i'm not sure in the climate that we're in and where teaching where education is going if, if i want to get back in it
4: who says one thing is for sure he will miss his students and teaching them
5: valuable lessons get kids to think for themselves and to critically think and make their own decisions
6: So, Laura, where are we literally as a country that supporters of President Trump can be fired from their jobs if they even dare to voice any kind of support for the president?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is just it's so out of hand. And let me uh, actually talk for a second about what Mercedes was just saying in countries around the world where they do not have the freedoms we were afforded in the United States of America. Guess what flag they carry around? Guess what flag they fly? It is the American flag everybody remember that we are so blessed to live in this country no other country affords us the freedoms that we have in the united states but one of those freedoms kimberly is being threatened right now by the mainstream media and by the radical left and that is our first amendment right if you cannot stand up and say that you support the sitting president of the united states without fear of retaliation without fear of losing your job these people have gone so far off the deep end. And what they're telling you is that you can have an opinion, but it has to directly align with theirs. That is why this election on November 3rd is so, so important because this is our opportunity to stand up and speak out and say, you will not take back our first amendment rights from us. We are keeping our rights as American citizens. Right. That is what they're trying to do, Kimberly. They're trying to scare everybody into being quiet and closing down and saying, oh, I'm not gonna stand out and support this president. Yep. Get out, put a Trump hat on, put a bumper sticker on your car, fly an American flag. This is the United States of America. You have that right, folks. And if anybody tries to tell you differently, you tell them, get out of our country. If you don't like this here, there's other countries you can go to and you just close your mouth and you walk around and you don't say anything. That's not how we roll in the USA, okay? We're not doing that.
0: Oh my god I love it I want to stand right. up that sounds good let's Absolutely. stand up
6: <laughs> and also if you feel inspired to make a donation we'd like to accept those. Too. oh there you go you're good Kimberly oh, hey, you're good. all right ladies thank you so much we're going to be right back after this quick commercial break with more of The Right View
1: We know you want to give Donald Trump four more years to fight for you in Washington, but he isn't just up against Joe Biden. He's up against the Democrat fundraising machine, and he needs all the help he can get. Don't just assume because his opponent hasn't completed a single sentence that this campaign is over. Crazy things happen, like this woman becoming Speaker of the House. Support the President today by texting Trump to 88022. DONALD TRUMP IS COUNTING ON EVERY SINGLE ONE OF HIS SUPPORTERS TO TEXT TRUMP TO 88022 NOW. I'M DONALD TRUMP, AND I APPROVE THIS MESSAGE.
2: Hey, Laura Trump here. The fake news media has spent years trying to stop President Trump with their lies and their witch hunts. But still, our movement is stronger than ever. We can't let the fake news media drown out our positive message about all of our incredible accomplishments. Make sure you're getting your news directly from the source by subscribing to the official Donald J. Trump podcast today. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play.
0: Welcome back to The Right View. I'm Mercedes Schlapp, Senior Advisor for Strategic Communications. Joining us now is Dr. Katarina Lindley. A board certified family physician and owner of Eagle Medical Center. Dr. Lindley, thank you for joining us. And I have to say, we share so much in common. I didn't realize that you have five children. And you know, one of my girls' name is Katerina, actually.
7: That's awesome. Thank you for
0: having me. Thank you. Of course. So let's let's talk about the hysteria surrounding Hydroxychloroquine. Can you debunk the fake news surrounding this medication and what are its benefits? Uh,
7: The most important thing about the hydroxychloroquine is that this medication has been used for so many years. We have used it in our patients that have lupus, that have rheumatoid arthritis. We have used it in malaria prophylaxis and we've never been concerned about its safety. We had patients on this medication 200 milligrams twice a day for years for lupus, uh, for symptoms control and things like that. We never had to check their uh, cardiac function, EKG, and all this. And then when the COVID-19 pandemic started, there were lots of studies coming from uh, India, from even from China, from Italy, from different places that were showing that if you started early, it does show some great response and even our Henry Ford recent study showed that if you start medication early on the patients do a whole lot better and uh, what has been lost in this hysteria is the fact that as a physician I will never do something to harm my patients. Some of us believe that medication works, some of us don't. It's almost same as Tamiflu. When you guys are diagnosed with Tamiflu or your children, child is diagnosed with Tamiflu. Some physicians will take it. I mean, some patients will take it because they like it. They believe it works. Some patients will say, well, I heard it has lots of side effects. I'm not going to take it. And I think when it comes to hydrochloroquine, it should be the same. What we, what the studies have shown is that if you use it early, you give 200 milligrams twice a day for five days with zinc. And in some cases, azitromycin or doxycycline, it does work. It's not for everyone. Not everyone has to take it. But it should be a conversation between me and you. You and I should look at your history. You and I should decide if this is the best choice for you. And for those of us who believe that it does work, we should be allowed to use it. What people don't realize, we are about a month, maybe two months away from uh, flu season, from strep season, from uh, COVID-19. This is not going away. This is going to stay with us. We're going to have to learn how to live with it, how to coexist. We need, to be, we need to be able to start treating this in outpatient clinics so that you don't get sick and end up in a hospital. Because when you end up in a hospital, then when you need more care, you need these different medications, you need remdesivir, you need uh, plasma, you need different things. What we're, Some of us are trying to say, let us try it. We do believe it works. And let this be a choice between patient and ourselves.
2: Yeah, it's kind of sad, Dr. Lindley, to see uh, the way that the media has completely gone against hydroxychloroquine. I didn't know that all these folks in the mainstream media had their uh, medical degrees, but that's that's news to all of us. If you look around the world at the studies, it very clearly shows that in countries where they have hydroxychloroquine available, sometimes over the counter, you could just go buy it off the shelf. The, the death rate from COVID-19 is incredibly low. Uh, so I, I think what you're saying is so, so spot on and, and more people need to hear that. Yet you have the media, as, as we already referenced, causing hysteria. In fact, ABC News recently aired an event titled American Catastrophe. How did we get here? Well, I think we know how we got here. The coronavirus was made in China. And the Chinese Communist Party is responsible for unleashing it on the rest of the world. So, Dr. Lindley, can you talk about how China's deception has allowed this virus to spread across the globe and really is the reason we are in the situation we find ourselves in right now?
7: What has been very difficult is uh, we have kind of watched on sidelines in uh January what was happening in China and we only found out because uh, Some physicians there were, were brave enough to go on social media and say, you know We have something going on and it doesn't look like anything. We've had and uh, China has done a great job of trying to hide what's happening and did not allow CDC or WHO to go into China uh, Try to help them figure out what's going on and then by the time uh authorities kind of got in and uh, did what they were supposed to do. WHO at some point said that you cannot transmit it person to person so there was a lot of stuff happening that by the time it it did reach other countries and stuff it was widespread because people were able to travel from China freely and uh, what president did uh, end of January, January 31st beginning of February kind of saying, you know what, let's not bring people from these uh, countries in freely, let's screen them and things like that. I think it gave us a chance to try to get a hold on what's happening. And uh, when you have a pandemic, you would hope when you have an outbreak of something unknown, you would hope that the best scientists from all over the world would be allowed to freely go in and say, you know what, let's figure this out. Let's figure out how we're going to work with it. Let's help you. You're going to help us. But that did not happen. And because it didn't happen, I think it kind of um, got everyone by storm and a little bit surprised. And a lot of countries had to suffer because of that. Laura, if I can just add one quick thing, you know, I think
0: one of the things that I learned was when um, with the coronavirus task force is the fact that, for example, they did not use the Chinese data because the data was so flawed. So when it yeah. came to doing the modeling for for what would happen here in the United States, they didn't even touch the Chinese data because they knew that it wouldn't be accurate. They would look at countries like South Korea or Italy where they would pull the numbers and then be able to do the modeling here in the U.S. So it just shows... The, the fraud coming from China.
2: Yeah, any question that China's dangerous, here's your
6: answer right here. That's
0: right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
6: Dr. Lindley, you know, from day one, President Trump and his administration really led a whole of government approach to defeat the coronavirus. And on Tuesday, the president visited a biotech facility involved in work to create a coronavirus uh, vaccine. Let's take a, a clip here, play it, and then I'll get you to react.
1: And we're here actually today to discuss the exciting progress that we've achieved under the Operation Warp Speed, our historic initiative to develop, test, manufacture, and deliver a vaccine in record time. And that's what it is, in record time. Likewise, therapeutically, we are very, very advanced. You're hearing about it, and you'll be hearing about it a lot more in the next two weeks. We will achieve a victory over the virus by unleashing America's scientific genius, which is what it is. I'm, therefore, proud to announce that this morning the Moderna vaccine has officially entered phase three already, and that's phase three clinical trials, the final stage before approval. There's never been anything like this in terms of speed, nothing even close. A second vaccine is likely to enter phase three in a matter of days. Under Operation Warp Speed, we've shaved years off of the time that it takes to develop a vaccine in some cases, many years. And we've done it while maintaining the FDA gold standard for safety. This is the fastest a vaccine for a novel pathogen has ever gone, has never gone like this. And uh, if you look at where we are by phase three, we can say ever gone by far. Four additional promising candidates are expected to enter final trials in the coming weeks, including the Novavax vaccine being developed right here at this facility, it's an incredible facility.
6: Uh, Dr. Hundley, how impressive is it that there are vaccine candidates actually in phase three clinical trials already?
7: It's very impressive to see what the United States, NIH, the scientists, the administration have been able to accomplish in such a short period of time and to have this vaccine in phase three and to be able to give it to 30,000 volunteers in next week or so. And uh, you know they're already sharing data on the safety and measures and things like that. It's just really incredible to be able to see something go so fast, and uh, it's all in interest in helping American people and helping the world uh, conquer this uh, terrible virus that has really suspended all of our lives.
3: Yeah, I have a quick question for you, Dr. Lindley. I actually worked in healthcare for 14 years in a previous life. And I remember the days where you would go to medical school to practice medicine, and and that means if a physician sees that there's something that would work for their patient, they would prescribe that drug, um, even if it was off-label, and that used to be okay. That's what practicing medicine is, but we're not seeing that today for whatever reason. So I just want to thank you for being a sober voice uh, for many physicians who agree um, with everything that you've just said. But I also wanted to go back to something Mercedes mentioned. You are a mother. Um, you have several children, and you also serve on the school board. So we're in this discussion about sending our children back to school in the midst of the pandemic. So what are your thoughts on sending kids back to school?
7: I have five kids. I have four boys and one girl. And uh, when, the, the, <laughs> when the pandemic hit, it was uh, very difficult to... Uh, to, you know, watch your children panic and figure, and try to, you know, see what's going on. And, and uh, I've seen a rise, even in our cases here in Texas, in uh, child abuse. You know, the liquor stores have been open from the beginning, but what we don't realize, uh, no one has checked on these children at their homes. They've been left in some situations home with their their abusers. Mm-hmm. Also, most lots of children uh, rely on a school system to get their meals. Mm-hmm how many children have suffered through this? Not only, um, you know, academically, but emotionally, mentally, even my own children, I had to be tested several times. And every time I'm tested, you know, I have to be quarantined at home. And the anxiety of watching your loved ones go through this has put a lot of strain on them. And they're isolated, they don't have their friends to spend time with. So I really think uh, it's, and also, American Academy of Pediatrics. All the phys- most physicians agree. I cannot never say all, but most physicians, scientists, even Bill Gates came with uh, an article recently that children need to go back to school. They have to. Children, this is their years of development mentally, physically, emotionally, academically. You know, I heard uh, someone say, "We're never, we're not going to have future doctors, future lawyers, future nurses, pharmacists, uh, engineers." Because we can't keep them at home. What are they doing at home? You know, watching TV, playing games. This is such an important time in their lives. And um, one thing that this summer happened, you know, when we came back after um, spring break, our goal was to let our seniors graduate high school. Um, You guys can tell from my accent, I come from... um, Croatia, for Yugoslavia. So uh, my high school graduation was a little different. But it's such an American history, like time, for these kids to graduate high school. Like, you guys remember your high school graduation. And to watch these seniors wonder, are they going to walk? For us as a school board, that was priority. As soon as the governor lifted uh, the restrictions, we figured out how to get them to graduate. They graduated on the high school football. They were socially distanced. But watching them walk uh, at dusk, you know, with Texas sky in the background, just seeing their faces and seeing their smiles was such a a moment for me. It really stuck with me. And I think we have to allow our children to resume their lives. Yes, we have to protect the teachers a little bit more because some of them are going to be more vulnerable. Um, All the studies shows that younger children, there's no concern. They They do not spread the disease. And he, there was one study suggesting that actually they contained the disease, the younger uh, population. There's a little bit more risk when it comes to high school children, which is fine. Let's be more aggressive on protecting everyone. But I, um, as a naturalized uh, American, I do not accept the notion that we cannot accept uh, open medical schools. I don't accept that. We have uh, we allowed a man to fly to the moon. We can right. figure out how to open the school. True. Oh, yeah. 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 That's that's such a great point, and I'll tell you,
0: I've got five girls, Dr. Lindley, and I do see that uh, the mental health impact on my children. And I was having a conversation with a teacher actually, and she said that one of the biggest concerns is you're leaving your kid at home alone. Just think about this: alone, if both of your parents work, uh, and and so that creates an additional stress of really having no supervision amongst many of these children, which uh, creates, I think, a a huge problem uh, for our families. And it's why President Trump has been a leader in saying we need to reopen our schools safely. And I think you're right. I think we have the ability and capability to do that here
7: in America. And we're gonna- Go ahead. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. One last thing I would like to say is we need to stop fearing COVID-19. Mm -hmm. COVID-19, coronavirus is a virus that's here to stay with us. We need to stop fearing it. We need to respect it. And by respect, I mean social distance, wear a mask in certain situations, protect your elderly, wash your hands, take vitamins, sleep well, exercise, build up your immune system. That's your job. And then the last thing I would like to say is it's here to stay. It's here to be with us forever. We need to learn how to coexist and live with it. And we need to teach our children to stop living a life of fear Yes. because this life just doesn't make sense the way it is.
0: That's great advice. And we thank you so much for joining us on The Right View. We are going to take one more commercial break, so don't go anywhere.
6: As we have already seen, his America First agenda has lifted all Americans up and have empowered them with true economic emancipation that has once again made the American dream possible. That's why I want you to text empower to 88022 right now if you want to keep America great and deliver four more years for President Donald J. Trump.
5: Seattle's pledge to defund its police department by 50%. Even including a proposal to remove 911 dispatchers from police control. Joe Biden said he's absolutely on board with defunding the police. Listen closely.
2: Yes, uh, absolutely. Hello, you've reached 911. I'm sorry that there is no one here to answer your emergency call, but leave
3: a message and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. and welcome back to the right view i'm katrina pearson senior advisor to president trump's re-election campaign and ladies i want to get your final thoughts but before i do i want to give our audience several ways to get involved with the trump campaign because the election is only a few months away and there is so much you guys can do from home to help ensure that president trump is re-elected this november first download the new Trump 2020 app. It is available on Apple and Android, and you can sign up to volunteer, register for events, and much more to get involved. And to stay in contact with us, please text Trump to 88022. And if you, your friends or family, and even your neighbors want to be involved in this fight to reelect our president, please visit armyfortrump.com and sign up there. Ladies, let's get to your final thoughts. Laura, let's begin with you
2: well i just want to give a big shout out to our great attorney general bill barr if anybody saw the mess that he had to sit through in front of some of these lunatics on capitol hill the other day i mean god bless him because jerry nadler was just trying to give wouldn't even let him take a break for lunch he he literally was just steamrolled by these people they would ask him a question and then they wouldn't let him respond. And then if you actually hear how amazing he was in his response, it was like they tried to punch him, and then he dodged their punches and like got him right in the mouth. So good for you. <laughs> Bill Barr, kudos. Keep up the great work. Don't let him bring you down. Very proud of that, and I thought he did a great job.
3: Yeah, he was a real champion to see how he handled some of those questions. I mean, my favorite one, Laura, is when he said, when has it ever been okay to burn down a federal courthouse? I mean, it's that's like, right, the, right. Uh, you know, just stating the obvious there. So, yeah, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, Kimberly, what about you? What are your final thoughts? That is my final thought. Uh, <laughs> is, Did I take your final prosecutor?
6: thought? And my final thought is is all about Bill Barr. I'm a former prosecutor. I love him. He's my friend. I think he's fantastic. Yesterday, somebody double down on it. Um, he came, right. he saw, and he conquered. So, and I'm, I'm telling you, I could not be more impressed uh, with him and how fantastic he's been doing and fighting for the country and for the president. Um, I cannot believe uh, Jerry Nadler out of control and the way that, you know, he leads that House Judiciary Committee. Uh, but Bill Barr put on a master class, as far as I'm concerned, and just debunking the partisan witch hunts of the Democrat Party really exposed them. And I love it because what is happening in our streets is disgusting. And now Jerry Nadler and the Democrats are literally complaining that Bill Barr and our Justice Department are sending in federal law enforcement to protect federal buildings from being vandalized like that's their job that's what they're supposed to do and the reality is this should not be necessary but it's because of the democrats and the democrat run cities and the democrat run states that are failing to keep their communities and people safe so our cities should not have to burn at the hands of lawless anarchists and spineless politicians people deserve better you know this is not even a partisan issue It's about public safety and the attorney general literally exposed the Democrats. This should be another issue. People just vote on this alone to mm-hmm. say enough and, like, cancel them once and for all. Uh, it's unbelievable. And he exposed all of them and their own committee yesterday for the frauds that they are. So I just want to thank him and the whole Justice Department for everything that they're doing.
3: Well, yeah, if anybody ever wondered... You know-
2: if Bill we, Barr is definitely uh,
3: everyone's final if, thought. Right? If
2: we've ever planned anything beforehand, we're very spontaneous. Here, so <laughs> Kimberly and I both had the same thing. But by the way, it goes to show you, I think how important this is and how impressive our Attorney yes. General is. He's amazing.
3: Yeah, I mean, it is a, a true testament to why everyone was was thinking about Bill Barr after yesterday, especially when sure. Jerry was asked on camera, Kimberly, to your point about uh, the anarchy going on in Portland okay. and. And, you know, Antifa is the exact word that was used. And yeah. they never had the audacity to say that Antifa was a myth created in Washington, D.C. Those poor right. people and those communities right. who are being terrorized, we absolutely need to cancel the left, Kimberly. I'm Can, glad you said yeah. that.
2: Can I say did, what, something about Jerry about, Nadler what? while we're on the topic? <laughs> yeah. Why is it that Jerry Nadler is walking around without a mask on yeah, and, and and they catch him on camera when he doesn't think anyone's around, no mask. But then whenever he's on TV and literally sitting in these hearings, the mask is like sort of like half on his face, but like it's moving his glasses around and like getting caught on things. Nah. What is that? Like if you're gonna wear a mask, then, then own it and wear the mask, but don't like put it on for TV, Jerry, come on. Yeah, the, oh, he's
3: no. the male yeah. version of the Karens, the, the he, leader yeah. of the Karen Demic. Oh, that's good. Wait, yeah. um, did you see when he pulled his
6: mask off during the committee to reprimand the <laughs> Republicans for not wearing their masks? Like uh, you can't make this up. Beautiful it's thing. it's
0: a thing.
3: Mercy, <laughs> what are your final thoughts?
0: I, I'm speechless. No, I like <laughs> this idea of cancel Democrats. I think that's fabulous. I think we yeah, should we take should this up that. as a campaign theme. But I have a great one. I got this text from this great lady in Texas and she, I know Katrina, you're gonna be biased on Texas, but oh, uh, she, she literally like this, her friend, she had put up six Trump signs and they were all stolen. All wow. stolen. So you know what she did? And Darren will put this photo up. She literally cut the grass to write the word Trump.
2: So, love and, it. And
0: I loved it. I was like, how innovative, how great. It just shows you that these Trump patriots are never gonna give up. They can take away all the signs they want, but they will find a way to ensure that they know that they support Trump. So I thought a big shout out to the great lady out in Texas who literally cut the grass to write the word Trump.
3: Excellent. Go, Texas. We love our president. We love our freedom. And we will continue to fight back against the radical left. So, ladies, thank you so much for your final thoughts and for an amazing show Please like, subscribe and share with all of your friends. And I want to give a huge thank you uh, to all of our amazing supporters at home for tuning in and supporting us throughout this entire process. So check out our other programs on Team Trump online, along with more of The Right View next week. And until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you next time.